Week 15 has begun. We've got a clincher now with the 49ers winning the West, beating the Seattle Seahawks. More on that game coming up and the rest of our picks for Sunday and Monday, Week 15, coming at you right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um Matt, what do you think about this San Francisco 49ers football team and Brock Purdy? This is a story that I'm sort of like rubbing my eyes and I keep looking and I'm thinking, <laughs> happening. The, the, you know, the Mr. Irrelevant last pick in the draft is going to be the guy that leads this team into the playoffs. And the team is playing good, maybe even better ball with this guy at quarterback. And of course, um, the defense is, is running the show and teams just can't put up multiple scores on this 49ers defense. I'm blown away by what I'm seeing right now. And I've seen a lot of craziness and this San Francisco 49ers team. It just never ceases to amaze me this year. So I'm not going to be shocked by anything else that I see from this team this year. No, I bet they're a blast to cover right now too. I mean, the storylines, the winning, the style of play, the coach, all that good stuff. Great fan base, of course. Um, I really thought that Purdy would struggle in this situation. I mean, I stressed it to no end. Super first time ever guy's ever done a super short week. And, and that's a challenge for a 10-year veteran. In Seattle, brutal place to play, rivalry game. I don't say a bad injury, but I mean an abdominal injury that you have to feel everything you do. I, I thought, and there was a, a little bit of tape on him. So I thought, wow, Purdy's gonna probably struggle on Thursday. He'll iron things out after that, you know, on the the, the semi-buy after that. Niners still could win but he's not going to look good. I, I mean, I was very wrong. I mean, am I ready to buy in that this guy is going to be a 10-year starter in the league? No, but what he's done, test number two was super impressive. I didn't know that they would lean on McCaffrey to that to that end. I thought it might be more Mason doing the dirty work, the Mitchell role, but I mean, Christian McCaffrey's been an unbelievable addition. As I'm sure you know, but I mean, I would love to see George Kittle as a featured player in just about any other offense where he was able to get eight to 10 targets a week. I mean, he might be the best tight end in the league and to no fault of the Niners, they just can't use him enough. And we were asked on Twitter Wednesday, you know, about the best defenses. And we both came to the conclusion quickly that it is San Francisco, but I think it's kind of distant with who's number two. It's starting to look that way. Yeah. Um, and especially when you look at the last six, seven games and the, the winning streak that the 49ers are on right now, I mean, you just do not want to play this football team. But no. I mean, you nailed it so with aggressive. all the things. But, yeah. Oh, they, they fly around yeah. and, and they're not worried about making mistakes. And if they make a mistake, it's okay because it doesn't hurt them because the, that was the one mistake they made. And you give up a touchdown, you know, and they've kind of done that. They've, there's been some communication, uh, a, uh, a broken coverage here or there in multiple games, but it's been just one and the other, and the teams can't march down and, and put the ball in the end zone. Otherwise. So yeah. um, it's been f- pretty phenomenal to watch this team play. All three levels are playing uh, fast and it's um, it's fun to watch and it's really difficult to play 
against. But yeah, for all the reasons you mentioned with Brock Purdy, this was the week. He was like, okay, well, come on. Like, you know, That's couldn't throw, didn't practice at all. He, he I guess he did, did the, made a couple throws in a ballroom when they were doing a walkthrough. And, um, you know, rookie quarterback, short week. The injury just happened a few days ago. And hostile environment on the road, can't hear. It's crazy how every test he's passing like he's a, a veteran quarterback and yeah. making plays too. It's not just like because you think of like, oh, this, you know, under undersized, not a big arm quarterback. And, you know, he's just paint by numbers, check down, and you're getting out of there with wins, leaning on your defense. He's making plays too. Like, right, right, right. Out of the pocket, th- throwing the ball sidearm, finding the right guy, making the right decision. You know, a couple of, uh, bad throws here and there that he did throw a ball to the other team that they didn't catch in this game. So it hasn't been perfect, perfect, but it's been pretty amazing for a seventh rounder. And if a first round quarterback was playing like this, we'd probably be quicker to anoint him as the guy. No, oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, it, if you didn't have any idea of his background or anything along those lines, you'd be like, this is a good rookie quarterback. You know I mean? Maybe we're going to build a team around him, but it is two games. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves with that. And the system helps him quite a bit, but the comfort level is very apparent. Um, the other guy, I think we have to mention Seattle too, though. I mean, they've lost four or five. Gino is now good, not great. The defense is not even good and they don't run the ball as well as they used to. And Lockett breaks his hand. Like I'm looking at the NFC wildcard picture and I want to see Detroit and we're going to see Dallas. I don't want to see Seattle anymore. I don't really want to see the Giants. I hope Washington gets in because I think they're okay. But Seattle, to me, isn't really a playoff team anymore. Yeah, Seattle's in a rough spot. And, yeah. and you mentioned, I, I think that's the two biggest problems they have right now is running the ball on offense and stopping the run. on defense. Yes, yes. Carolina uh, ran all over them. And, and now Tyler Lockett looks like he's going to miss the rest of the season. Broken finger, I believe yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and at least Walker's, a couple weeks. Kenneth Walker is a good player, but you, you you can't do it at by yourself at running back in the NFL. You still need the line, and you need everything else. You need some complimentary things to be happening. And he's not 100%. You could tell on Thursday night that he was kind of not quite there. He didn't mm-hmm. quite have that extra gear that he needed in a couple of situations. He had the one nice – was a 15-yard run, and uh, and that was really about it. And Obviously, it's hard to get things going for your running game against this 49ers defense. But at 7-7 seven and seven now, the Seattle Seahawks – the Detroit Lions, they win this week. Now they're tied, and then they're still looking up at Washington and New York. And so you really start to uh, doubt, I think, Seattle's opportunity to, to make that wild card now. Yeah, um, and I don't really want to see them in the playoffs. And, and yeah, <laughs> you know, it's going to be tough for a lot of teams. Like, And, and there's going to be a, a sort of a Cinderella story. Maybe it is the the Detroit Lions, but I'm having Hopefully. a time seeing one of these teams that's like, oh, look out for this team that maybe snuck into the wild card because there's a few teams at the top that I just think are too good. I agree. I, I really think there's three good teams in the NFC. I mean, the contenders, Dallas gets hot, Niners. I mean, we'll talk that it's not, today's not the day to talk about it, but can yeah. a, a Purdy led team go into Philadelphia in the NFC championship and win? Right. I have my doubts about that, but and the last team that torched the 49ers was the, was Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs that put 44 points yeah, up against yeah, yeah, this yeah. defense. And they've they've they put more points up in that game than all the next six teams combined have put against <laughs> wow, wow. Uh so and but Armstead's back, as you know, that's a huge deal. They were they were at even more bait like Bosa was kind of banged up and Charlie yeah, was, yeah, was yeah. banged up. That was a bad 
week for the 49ers, too. I think if they ran it back, it wouldn't quite look like that. But that's where, you know, okay, can the 49ers get past all those teams, too? Mm -hmm. You know, so um, that'll be really fun to see Eagles Niners if that does happen. Or, you know, uh, obviously, if you're going to win the Super Bowl, you're probably going to be playing against Mahomes or Josh Allen or Burrow, right? And so someone's going to score playing against Andy Dalton's and um Gino and Geno Smith. Right, right, as good right. as Geno Smith has played this year. I don't, I don't want to minimize what Geno Smith has done. And he, he in fact wasn't that bad in this game. No, like, no. He wasn't the reason that the Seattle Seahawks lost this game either. No, I think he's gone from really exceptional to good. Uh the we we talked about the Jets game yesterday. It was part of our six pack, but uh looks like it's not going to be Mike White. Is is that what we're seeing here? It's going to yeah. be Zach Wilson now cuz he was elevated to number 2 and since you're number 2 when the number 1 goes down, well Zach Wilson's back to starting games for the Jets, and that probably doesn't bode too well now for the Jets. Do you want to change your pick from yesterday? Yeah, um, it, real quick, too, because I mentioned that that question about the best defenses on Wednesday. I don't remember if I mentioned the Jets or not, but they're fighting for that number two spot on, on defense. But it is going to be Zach Wilson. Mike White, I mean, give him credit. I mean, I think he's a free agent after this year. Someone might look at him and say, let's put him in as a week one starter and draft the guy in the second round. I mean, I really think he's getting to that point. Hopefully Zach Wilson learns a thing or two by taking a step back, but it is going to be Wilson. I'm not going to pick the jets. You had already picked the lions though. Hadn't you? I'm I think I remember. Right. And, and I'm going to definitely flip to the lions on that one too. In the, yeah. And that was even right. It was a pick them and it's moved to Detroit. Jets are getting one now. But I'm yes, the Jets at. are getting one, and I was going to give up that point and, and take the Road Lions, who will be tied with the Seahawks at seven and seven, back to five hundred for the Lions. It started at one at six if they win this game. Wow! Again, I'm rooting for them because the I I want to see them in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that would be a little bit more fun, but more fun story than some of the other teams. I think. Yeah, and I think we should be fair to Zach Wilson. He's been horrible, but his career's not over yet. You know what I mean? Like he oh, no can, doubt. you know, let, let's give the guy a little bit of a break. Uh, it took it took Geno Smith ten years, so maybe maybe yeah, 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 uh, maybe Zach Wilson's third or fourth team, then it'll it'll be the the magical spot. But yeah, um, right now with the Jets, as it was with Geno Smith in 2012, 2013, uh, that it's it's a rough little situation there for him. It but is, he is. has a chance to get his team back in it and and get into the playoffs. So. Let's Hopefully see he looks at this as a great opportunity. You know, like yeah, and like sitting and maybe humbled a little bit. Yeah. To utilize that okay so next let's talk about the rest of the games we didn't get to in our six pack we already made picks for saturday's games let's look ahead to sunday next don't make your loved ones face the dead of winter in old t-shirts ancient underwear and ratty sweats help them fight the cold with the cozy give them the gift of tommy john uh, y'all can't see it if you're watching on youtube but uh i am wearing my tommy john sweats right now i warmed to bed last night after a late night game did a late night podcast and then came back and war warmed to bed slept in him woke up in the morning got some coffee took my son to school and said you know what i'm gonna leave him on and do another podcast because that's how <laughs> comfortable these sweats are and i might even go do a workout before i throw them in the hamper after this uh, tommy john is that much more comfortable so you can do everything better and i love the versatility of tommy john's and i have been blown away by how comfortable their underwear their sweats their shirts are loungewear pajamas you can find a ton for anybody on your list at tommy john and shop there wrap it up sale right now give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list including yourself don't forget about yourself this holiday season 
That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Over 18 million pairs of Tommy John's sold worldwide. Hurry to Tommy John's wrap it up sale and get 30% off everything. Plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com slash on. Order now so your gifts arrive before Christmas. 30% off plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. TommyJohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. Happens to feature a little bit more of me talking about what happened on Thursday night. Uh, From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide, hosted by Peter Bukowski. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here we go. Our buddy Peter reached out to me this week, and I couldn't line it up with him. I felt bad. So, no well. Can't be Peter like that. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's the middle of a Steeler show. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, Matt Williamson's a busy man. You got to talk to (laughs) Matt's secretary before you can even get him on the horn. That's right. (laughs) All right. The 12 and 1. The 12 and 1 Philadelphia Eagles right now yes, are true. running away with this thing in the NFC, looking like they're going to have a bye. And uh, they are nine point favorites on the road at the three and 10 Chicago Bears, who are coming off a bye and well rested. Nine points is the question here. Of course, the yeah. Eagles are favorite at 12 and 1 against the three and 10 Bears. But this Bears team's been that team that's kind of put some fear into some teams and then still finds a way to lose. In the end, right? And then maybe after a bye week, and we've seen a lot from Justin Fields this year, I kind of like the Bears in this one at home, giving me all those points to keep this one at least within, you know, a couple scores. I'm sure Fields will make plays. I think a late bye is really beneficial this time of year. I mean, there's so many bumps and bruises and stepping away from the game and, you know, kind of looking at the season as just a shortened stretch here for a non-contender. I'm sure it's not going to be a fast track or, you know, a a great weather game, even if it's, you know, the forecast is okay at Chicago and around Christmas. I just think the Eagles still win by more by, by double digits. And I don't like laying nine on the road. Chicago has been preparing for this for two weeks, but I just love where the Eagles are at on both lines of scrimmage in particular. I I don't like the bears front. I don't like the bears line. Um, I think the Eagles dominate this thing in the trenches. Yeah. And, and the Eagles, are not only the best team in the league right now, record-wise, they're playing such good ball, both sides of the ball, and they're just better at doing what the Bears are already trying to do. So, like, right, you look right, at the right. Bears, you okay, athletic quarterback, uh, maybe you hit a couple of throws, and you're trying to run the ball a lot, trying to play some defense, keep things, you know, I mean, the Eagles do that, but already better. But I am still going to lay the It's like the grad through. student looking at their version of themselves when they were in first grade. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like I was pretty good uh, at math for a first grader, but I'm a lot better now at Cornell. I'm not going to jump off the uh, the bandwagon, the the Justin Fields bandwagon. I think it's okay. going to be one of those games where he makes a bunch of plays. Uh, Bears fall short, but they lose by you know four or five, six points, nine points, too much for me for the home Chicago Bears. Potentially bad weather, keeping the score down just a little bit, um, at least cold if nothing else. Give me those nine points in the Chicago Bears. Let's go. Okay. This is a fun one for me. I, I can't wait to watch Desmond Ritter in his first yeah, start. Another team coming off a of bye. The Atlanta Falcons at five and eight. They'll be at the New Orleans Saints at four and nine. New Orleans at home favored by four points. Which makes this tough. I mean, this is a much bigger bigger rivalry game than a lot of people know. I mean, these teams are not fond of one another. Um, it's called the I. I don't remember what interstate it is, but it's I the know. I should know that too. Game. Yeah. They're both coming off a of bye, correct? 
They're already very familiar with one another. I just think the Saints defense at home, loud place is enough to win this, but four is a good line. And I'm with you. I mean, I really want to watch Ritter. I'd, I'd frankly like to watch Winston, but I'm really excited to watch Ritter. I have a feeling the la- I'm not saying that Atlanta is going to say, oh, we got our quarterback. But I think that this next month we'll say we might have something with this guy. I like Ritter. Yeah, we talked a lot about Purdy and in all the college football he played, which helps you, you know, those those Bill or those uh Bill or the Bill Parcells, yeah. Bill Parcells commandments, right? Mm-hmm. And Desmond Ritter hit seven to seven of the the Bill Parcells commandments. So he's seen a lot of ball. He elevated a program. He's seen some big time college football games. He's now had a chance to sit a lot. You would think he's about as ready as a rookie quarterback could be to come in and yeah. play. Now he doesn't have the talent uh, on either side of the ball that Brock Purdy is, has enjoyed as a rookie on the 49ers, but um, I, I don't gonna see... ask him to throw it 40 times either. Well, I mean, they didn't, didn't ask, yeah. they didn't ask Mariota to do it either. Right, so right. can Ritter do what Mariota has already done this year for a team that's been in most of these games and, um, and covered and a lot of throws the ball better. Right. So yeah. it potentially makes some bigger plays. So mm-hmm. uh, I like it. I'm going to go with the rookie here and, and take those points just because I don't believe so much in the saints, but I could absolutely see this also going South in a, a, a rookie quarterback's first start in a, yeah. an environment in new Orleans. that's very tough to play in and the, the saints running away with this one, but I just don't think the saints are good enough. I've seen them a lot recently. They're not good enough to be no, big time favorites. So yeah, give me the Falcons. Give me the points. Let's go, nice. Desmond Ritter. I'm, I'm just excited to watch him play. Me too. I, I can certainly understand you taking Atlanta there. I mean, I, I wish this was less than four, but I don't trust the Saints. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt, at five yeah. and eight, are on the road at a very hot team. The five and eight Carolina Panthers. The Panthers at home favored by three. We just did an NFC game and NFC South game there. I think Panthers are the best team in that division and are going to win the division. Um, I have them winning this game 17-16, so I'll take the Steelers plus three but I don't think the Steelers win this game for people that haven't paid attention to the obscene level that I do. This is going to be the third game in a row where the Steelers face all run all the time. I mean, Panthers, that's all they do. I mean, I've studied Darnold and his average depth of target over these two games is 3.7 yards downfield. And they ran the ball 46 times last week and something like that the week before the week before that, the Steelers played the Ravens, you know, with the backup quarterback. Then they played the Falcons before that. I mean, these are like the heaviest run teams in the league, and they're not stopping the run well. And right. I think it takes a toll playing those teams three weeks in a row. I also really have become very fond of the Panthers' defense the more I've studied them. I mean, Brian Burns against Dan Moore, ugh, that's not so good for my Steelers. I mean, Mason Cole against Derek Brown, who's becoming a star, that's not so good for my Steelers. I, I think it's going to be Trubisky. That's not so good for my Steelers. And and I really like the Panthers corners against Pickens and Deontay. So um, I think this is a very bad matchup on paper for Pittsburgh. Yeah, this feels like a, a game where the Steelers aren't going to be able to score a lot of points. And, you no. know, the Panthers score, you know, is, is it going to be one of those that's like the first team to 13 wins, you know? And, yeah. and it might be one of those types of games. It's, but, uh, you know, if it's low scoring and close, I agree with your assessment and, you know, kind of tight. So you want to take the points, but I'm going to go with the hottest team here. And I don't like that the Steelers haven't been able to stop the run. So I need to see no. that first before I think that they could, uh, that I would want to put my money on them. So I'm going to give up the three points and take the Carolina Panthers here. By the way, I was just looking at Kenny Pickett and I know he's not going to play in this game. I was looking at his line for the season here because we were talking about rookie quarterbacks and the parcels mm-hmm. commandments and Kenny Pickett hit those and, and he's looked okay. I think for the, you know, yeah. he doesn't look amazing, but he's looked fine he's certainly not a disaster or anything you think okay we got a pretty good quarterback here potentially let's see him continue to grow 
but I'm just looking at his line for the season and, uh, you know, he's throwing the ball, what, 294, almost 300 att- pass attempts. He's got almost 2,000 passing yards. He only has four touchdowns. I know. The red zone stuff's brutal. Yeah. It's really, really low number for how many times he's thrown the football to only have four touchdowns right now in the season. Yep. And, and Deontay Johnson is by far has the most receptions and targets in the league without a touchdown. Like touchdowns have been a big problem. They don't get any explosive plays from outside the red zone. And Pickett has really struggled in the red zone, to be very honest with you. Are you familiar with the Arby package? Like Arby's, the the roast beef sandwiches? Yes, we got the meats. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that package, no. Okay, the I Panthers. Like their, uh, their curly fries. I like their, uh, their waffle fries. I like the horsey sauce, too. Oh, okay, yeah. The old school, you know, roast beef horsey sauce is good yeah. stuff. But the Panthers last week rolled out an 8-8 offensive line package that they call the Arby package. Eight O-linemen, a quarterback, a running back, and an 11th guy. I mean, it's unbelievable. They, they don't even hide yeah. what they're going to do. I love that, the Arby's package, because I mean, we got the meats. Okay, now I understand where they're going. <laughs> that's what they all named the, it, yep. All the beef out there, and, and you go for it. And, yep. it you, and I guess that makes the quarterback the packet of Arby sauce. I guess. I mean, he doesn't do much. Just take the snap and hand it to Foreman behind a, all the meat in the world. Crazy. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> here. How about the uh, Dallas Cowboys at 10 and three at the five and eight Jacksonville Jaguars? Is every team five and eight in the league right now that's not in the playoff hunt? Right. It seems like it. Dallas favored by only four points against the Jaguars, who uh, at least have found their quarterback. Like, yeah, people who aren't paying attention. I, I was talking to Twitter yesterday asking about what the redraft would look like. Mostly it was a 49ers question, and I put it as, okay, Trevor Lawrence goes one in a redraft still. Micah Parsons goes to who do the 49ers take at three was, was essentially the question. And I got some pushback. People are like, I don't think Trevor Lawrence goes one. And I was like, well, I don't think oh. you've been paying attention because this is very different than what we've seen even in the first half of the season. The second half of the NFL season so far for Trevor Lawrence has been extremely exciting for Jaguars fans. And I don't think the uh, for Parsons or anybody else, the Jaguars would undo that pick right now. No, no, I think he's first. And frankly, if we don't even do the draft class, if we're picking from every football player in the world, he goes top 10. Yeah, I mean, he goes behind Mahomes and Allen, but I mean, he goes top 10 to me. I mean, he, he's very, very promising. <sighs> Dak had a rough game, turned the ball over, but I am a big, big Dak believer, especially from a mental standpoint as a processor, a reader of defenses. So I don't expect that again, but the Jags don't stink. I mean, I believe that they're at least an average team. I want them to win their division. I think there's a chance they will. Pulling for Carolina and Jacksonville in the two awful divisions. So home team getting four. Give me the Jags. If it was two and a half, I'd take the Cowboys. I'm going to go the other way. Uh, the Cowboys laid an egg last mm-hmm. week, and so I'm I'm I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be that bounce back game for the Cowboys. And maybe it should have been a line that was a little bit. Maybe last week's line was too big for the Cowboys, and this one's too small for the Cowboys. I'm looking for the Cowboys to go in and, and lean on the Jaguars a little bit. And Lawrence has kind of been like back and forth. They'll have a really great game, and then kind of like, all right, mm-hmm. game, you know. And so we'll see. Three out of four good Cowboys ones, defense is you know, able to yeah. Lawrence. And we talked about who's the best defenses in the league. The Cowboys have a um, probably would be the leader in the clubhouse for the second best mm-hmm. in the league right now. And after the Niners. So, yeah, give me the Cowboys, and I'll give up those four points. Jags O-line worries me a little bit. Not that it's bad, but dealing with that front isn't easy. Next, the rest of the picks for week 15. But first... This episode is brought to you in part by 
Total Wine, and more. This holiday season, find what you love at Total Wine and more with so many great bottles to choose from. It's easy to find a new favorite Cabernet or Chardonnay or maybe that uh, perfect little thing to spike your eggnog. You can find perfect gifts for everyone on your list and get some help from a friendly guide if you need it as well. All with the confidence and knowing you found something special for the lowest price. Love what you find, find what you love only at Total Wine and more curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. That's TotalWine.com. Make sure to drink responsibly and be 21. All right, here we go. Let's go fast here for the rest of these games. Yeah. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs 10-3 at the 1-11-1 and and Houston Texans. Do you give up the 14 points on the road, Matt? Yeah. I mean, Houston did hang around with Dallas. Give them some credit. This is the exact same story as it's last week. It's the exact week, same story. I mean, in Houston, I don't know. Maybe Kansas City looks at that game and says, don't just roll it out there. Dallas almost lost. I mean, it's good teaching point. I bet Andy Reid was happy that yeah. that happened the week before. Right. 14's a lot. Though. Exactly. Yeah. You know, 14's a lot of points. And uh, this is the perfect, this is the perfect Texans gene. I think I've taken the Texans twice this year because I was just like, all right, come on, Texans. Yeah, something, and, right. no, no. And it didn't work out. But I'm going to do it again. So, okay. You're welcome, or 14 Chiefs. at home in the NFL. Yeah. Give me 14 points at home for the Texans to keep it close. Arizona Cardinals. Uh, this is the worst game ever. This is a game that I'm going to try not to watch at all. And apologies right. to Cardinals and Broncos fans. The question here is, which which bad team that, that's just been a complete disaster? And these fan bases know it. And I've listened to the hosts of both, uh, you know, Cody Rourke and Alex Clancy of Locked On Broncos and Locked On Cardinals, like, it's it's been rough for them to cover. I feel bad because I've I've had I've been blessed right. with the teams I've been able to cover this season, and and I'm glad I didn't have to cover what's going on with the Cardinals, what's going on with the Broncos right now. Um, you know, injuries and bad play and bad coaching and and you know bad GMing and just like everything you could imagine all together for these two teams. Uh, the home team here favored by three points, which tells us Vegas probably thinks that's a pick and game. We don't know. They're both bad. I have no idea. And to be honest, I don't have any idea either, Matt. I know. I haven't seen any Russell Wilson news, but I'm banking on him not playing after watching that injury. Kyler's out. Unfortunately, Steve Keim, you know, had to step down for health reasons. I mean, I hope he's fine. But, yeah. I mean, these these two coaches, as you kind of alluded to, their seat is fiery red. I mean, I don't know that either one comes back. I'm tempted to take Denver just because their defense is far and away the best unit here. But I can't have them three-point favorites over Houston, let alone Cardinal, I mean, anybody. I mean, they're, and, they're horrendous. I'll I think take the points. It gives you a, a level of quarterback. Right, play right. That, yeah, so I'm going to take the points and take the Cardinals. Me too. The New England Patriots at 7-6. They're at the 5-8 and eight Raiders. Tough spot for the Raiders. They're actually favored by one at home here, but that was a big loss, a deflating loss last week for the Raiders. And uh, the New England Patriots have that uh, – they have that – wild card spot in sight and bill belichick's been so good against those bad teams this year and mm -hmm. i think the raiders we have to put them in the bad team category now they try yeah. to climb out of that hole and, and then fell back in a little bit so you're giving me a point i'm going to take the patriots i would have taken them even if uh they were giving up a couple points here yeah i, I can see some new englanders getting on a plane and hey you know, having a good weekend in vegas as well uh, I think the belichick familiarity with josh is a huge advantage for new england the Raiders find a way to lose late in games. You know, Carr's numbers in the fourth quarter are really bad. I, I can see this being pretty equal, and then New England finds a way to win. The Raiders find a way to lose. 
Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Like that was too easy. This this one's like yeah. the, the, how you write the script. These guys and, and the familiarity. <laughs> right. how about, I didn't really think about this until yeah. the familiarity with the with the ex Patriots offensive coordinator there. Huge. Or how that handshake's going to go with. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Is that a wrap or do we have another one? Uh, we have two more actually. Oh, Real whoa, quick whoa, here, whoa. we got Bengals at Buccaneers. The nine and four Bengals favored by three and a half on the road at the six and seven NFC South, still leading Buccaneers. Although that's getting somewhat tenuous. Wish I knew a little better about Tyler be Boyd. Team? What's that? I was, I was going to say, will will there be another team tied with the Buccaneers in first place in the AFC South after this week? That's the question. Yeah, I think Carolina wins and Tampa loses. I wish I had a better feel go. for Higgins and Boyd. But Burrow's, Burrow's playing so much better than Brady. The Bengals are playing so much better than the Bucs. Both sides of the ball. Uh, this is not a big enough number for me. I think people are still, and I've been guilty of this all year, expecting Tampa to get things right. I don't think they can get things right. Yeah, the, the, Tampa's bad. They're in a bad spot. They're bad. I'm super disappointed, and they haven't turned it around. They've had plenty of time. The Bengals are playing awesome, as good as anybody in the league right now. So give me the Bengals mm-hmm. all day. Yeah, me too. And a game that I think the schedule makers thought was going to be a marquee matchup here in Week 15, yeah. Monday Night Football. It is the four and nine and one. No, the four and nine. Excuse me, Rams at the five and eight Green Bay Packers. Might be something like nine degrees, and on Monday night in Green Bay, and the Packers are favored by seven. I'm going to take the Rams based on me what too. we saw from Baker Mayfield last week, and based on this game being a very low scoring, super cold, some wind, and just not a lot of points scored. And maybe no one caring that much anymore either. I mean, like, could Jordan Love play the second half or, you know, and I also, I am also going to take the Rams because I don't expect a lot of points and the weather and all those things. And plus, you know, Mayfield had an extended week to learn a thing or two about the offense. Does that hurt him? (laughs) Right, 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 right. Exactly. Like, uh, but I mean, you got to take the Packers straight up, but seven points feels like a lot. And I know on paper, it's supposed to help the Packers that it's cold, but I don't know if we've really ever seen that. Right. I mean, we right. have, we have not ever, but they didn't win a, a playoff game. It was the exact same scenario, right? Mm-hmm. No, I think seven's too much. Yeah. Seven's too much. That's, good. that's where the line is. It's just seven's too much in that one. All right. There you go. That's week 15. Thanks to everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. For your second listen, make sure you check out everything else the network has to offer. Your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.